Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? It's been a minute since I've had an interview for you guys, but after a summer of falling back, you know, getting some things done in the background, this fall, expect to see a bunch of great artists joining the show. And so right now, to kick that off, hailing from New York, I have with me an unbelievably dope rapper, producer, who's probably the most played artist for me from this year, alongside my man, Kinsey Babyface Perlis. Like, I've been nonstop checking this guy's music out and playing it. His name is Blood Blixing. He's the beat maker of this show's intro and outro, if you did not check the credits of all of these episodes. And he has such an undeniable sound and personality, so I'm excited to have him on today. So welcome, man. Yo, where I'm from? Hunger is the best motivator. I'm perplexed at this nomenclature. Here, sink your ship, I'm an omen glacier. Please know your place, sir. Black children living without winnings. The abuse that we get in the beginning. It's like the whole ocean that we swim in. It's been a long time coming. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm great. I know we've been planning this for months, so yeah. I really think it's important to have you on. What you're doing is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to get started first with your name. Like, what is a blood blixing? What does that mean? All right. So back in the day, a lot of my um, associates was gangbanging. You know what I'm saying? They were bloods. So mm-hmm. I associated myself with that. Plus my favorite color other than black is red. So, and um, Blixen is a word I created, meaning like I'm styling on them. So, so blood is styling yeah. on them. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically the meaning of my name. That's dope. That's dope. And when you were growing up, did you always know you'd be making music? Or like, how did yeah. you get into it? Hell yeah. Like my whole life, like when I first, like growing up, like I remember always watching music videos. Like I used to be scared of that Busta Rhymes video with the little blue baby. You ever saw that video before? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that video used to scare me. But my, <laughs> but every time I go around my uncles, they're like, hey man, every time we played um, Ain't Nothing But A G Thing, you was there mumbling the words. And my mom was like, I knew from a young age you was going to be into music. And I used to do all types of shit on that. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Like, for me, at least, music really, like, I got into it, obviously, just from the listener perspective. In, like, 05, 06, a friend of mine, we bumped that uh, late registration on, like, sharing iPhone, iPod headphones back in the day. Yeah, it's uh that Buster Rhymes video is actually pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, was scary was, video. I, I was creeped out. Like my I used to just, like run to my room when he came on the TV. Like <laughs> as a kid, that shit's mad scary, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. So, you know, I first got introduced to you through Iceberg Theory with that last symbolist EP in 2020. And yeah. since getting into yours, Ice's music. I feel like I've unlocked this like entire new world of hip hop for me that I didn't even know existed. So I feel like you're part of this movement alongside artists like $2 Will, Man's Dem, Blood Money Perez, and many more uh, that represent such a fresh style of underground hip hop that's just getting stronger and stronger by the day. So like, what do you appreciate the most from this group of artists that you've been heavily collaborating with over the years? Um, majority of the artists, I'm, I'm, I'm very impatient person. 
So working with like $2, you'll get the verse back two hours, maybe shorter. Um, Iceberg, the same. He'll send a verse back in 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Blood Money, he, it depends on the day. Um, so majority of the rappers you see on my, that have like the majority of the features just because they work just as fast as I work. And, and I'm a fast worker. I just like keep going and going and pushing it out versus just sitting on the music. You know what I'm saying? Why you like working so fast? Like how do you not get like stale and repetitive working that and putting that output so high? When you, when you love something, it don't get old or stale. You know what I'm saying? And plus music is so um, easy for me to do. Like, it's like, I don't have to think I could just go make music. You know what I'm saying? When I make a beat, it's not, I could just make a beat because it's just that easy. So when I'm making shit, it's like, why sit on? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, um, I've always been told to throw shit at the wall. Something might stick. You know what I'm saying? So I just like to pump out a bunch of music, almost like the future effect. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to slow down soon. I think I'm gonna slow down now, but you never know. Yeah, you definitely had a pretty pretty wild summer. Pretty, oh, yeah, pretty wild yeah. summer. I want to move to a topic I know you receive a lot of questions about and even some hate for too. I love uh, it. I and love I wanna it. I want to give you the opportunity to explain the backstory and the reasoning why you've adopted or been inspired by Makami album cover styles and titles uh for many of your projects. <laughs> to be honest all that shit was just it was it was a it was a parody it was a joke at first like i was talking to one of my friends he did album he does album covers um and i was like yo i'm a, i'm gonna pose like mock you know what i'm saying so i just posed like mock at my boy's crib and i was like haha you know what i'm saying and then i sent it to um my boy danny and um he did he remade the cover and i was like you know what i don't like wasting album covers mock is hot you know what i'm saying so i'm like fuck it i'm gonna use the damn cover you know what i'm saying so and i'm like it's not like i'm biting like like song for song like i'm rapping over his beats you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so i was like it didn't matter then i don't know what made me made the other ones i think i was just in full parody mode just full troll I just stuck that shit head on and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna make hate heels and and gangmeister and um gangmaster was another one. I'd even that cover came by accident because I have like a, a, a private page and um he's on it and I post like a picture from like 2011. He was like gangmeister and then he just made the cover and I was like, fuck it, I ain't wasting no cover, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna use it. And um hate heels was that was on purpose, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I was at at my crib had a had some flowers i have tims um i got i got brothers and sisters told them to come outside take some pictures you know what i'm saying so that's how that cover came along but i did it because i love mock you know what i'm saying i listened to all his music you know what i'm saying so as a fan it was just like me paying homage to um one of the goats in this generation that uh that i fucked with heavy especially from when um, we first started, when when this shit, the inception, when, when Griselda was starting to pop off and all that, man, listening to Mop, like, I used to always want to quote him, but you can't really quote his lines, you know what I'm saying? Because they're yeah, not really, definitely. they're not really captions for, like, IG posts. They're not you know Drake, they're, just, they're not Drake lyrics. Yeah, like the opposite. so I, I used to just sit there and be mad and be like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I want use one of your lines, but none of your lines is actually captioned worthy. So um, with that, I just went down the rabbit hole. I'm like, what the fuck's a Mahami? You know what I'm saying? And that's when I found his SoundCloud. And uh, I saw he worked with Earl Sweatshirt. And this is back in, like, 2014, 15. I'm like, he's with Sweatshirt and shit? You know what I'm saying? So, and... His whole enigma of him being just a ghost, because I didn't know what this nigga looked like in 2017. I've been listening to him for like three years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I 
I one of the reasons why I copied or paid homage to Makami and why I fuck with him heavy. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was uh, I think it was twenty sixteen, maybe maybe twenty sixteen. That uh, God Fahim, the one with like the Super Mario cover, Dump God, Dump Parade, fuck, Dump Goat, Dump Goat. The one that's kind of like a compilation. I saw like Mock Homie's name like in like seven songs, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? West Side Guns, Fly God. And I didn't really like that album. I just need to know how do you know about the God Fahim, but you didn't know about Mock? <laughs> Yo, I, I was on like those hip hop sites, and I would see the God Fahim drop a project every day, and I was like, who is this guy? Because he keeps getting featured. And then I saw West Side Gun drop albums every day too, and I was like, who are these people? But then I saw Makami featuring, and I'm like, I keep seeing this guy's name. And I was like, honestly, I don't, not fucking with this at all. I don't understand why he's so weird. Why does his voice sound like that? But I was pretty late. I think it was like end of 2018 to where like I finally got into like probably HBO or something. And I was like, holy shit, this is insane. Yeah, I get a lot of flack for saying I don't really like that album. You know yeah, you do. You deserve the flag. Yeah, you deserve I, I, the flag. That's fucked up. He has he has other great albums. You know? I mean, he I'm does, like, but I'm not a I'm not a dick rider. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just gonna say it's his best one because it's like or like my favorite one because he has other projects over there. So you're mm-hmm. gonna put you're gonna put Dumb God Homie Edition over HBO or HBO over Homie yeah, Edition? Yeah, but I love that one too. Like that one's that one's like that one's like top three, <laughs> top four for sure. Cause it's Damn. like that one, La Hurts, The Gat, and probably probably that one. Actually, Bulletproof La, a lot, a lot. I like that one a lot too. I really. I don't like know it. how. I don't know how anybody got HBO in the top five. You know what I'm saying? Damn, <laughs> damn man. Nah, it's not. I, I couldn't. Uh huh. All my niggas believe the street dreams. Like getting between Megan Good's legs. Next. Had this bad bitch who used to rob me like some pegs. Woo! She was rubbing her fingers through my dreads. Uh-huh. I got the North Face duffel bag. Duffel bag. Got the crack in my pants, so you know they sag. So, you referenced also in your promotion of Butte Beer, your collab with $2 Will, and your Acid Tabs collab with Jackie Scan, both both great projects that you were making Al Davino type beats. And then on Pray for Blood, you also have an ode to Sadhu Gold. And I know like you really love, love his, his production work. And I find it's really rare to see an artist so open about their inspirations. Like sometimes a lot of people are like weird like that. They want to act like everything is, they don't know anybody else who makes music. It's all their own unique, perfect creation. So all this leads me to ask, like, why do you feel it's important to pay homage and feed off of others to, to inspire your art. Um, I feel like, well, I know it's like a lost art today to like tell people that you inspired them or like you're the, not that the reason I make music, but like you inspired this body of work because it looks like your dick riding or you're biting, but niggas know how I am. So I'm just straight up, upfront about everything you know what i'm saying so i'm just like i don't give a fuck i'm gonna tell you why i made this tape why the beats is the way they are i'm gonna tell you the lines i bit like i'm gonna tell you everything because i don't i don't care so when i was making music i was just making i was listening to a lot of aldovino beats so i'm like let me make beats like this so i was like let me tell niggas this is aldovino type beats because this is what it is you know what i'm saying if I made Jay Dilla type beats, I'm like, this is Jay Dilla type beats. And if you listen to a lot of my, a lot of my beats, they're alchemists, they're fake alchemist beats. Like, <laughs> if you really listen to my beats, they're fake alchemists. I was listening to nothing but alchemists. Like, so it's like fake alchemist beats, fake Al Davino beats. Um, Pray for Blood, the first seven beats on there were fake Sadu Gold beats. Like, if you really listen, like. Um, and, uh, and, and that's pretty much the reason why, because I don't really care what people think. I just keep it all the way up front. You can't talk shit. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me, oh, you're biting out the vino. Nigga, I put it in the post. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, <laughs> you can't tell me I'm bitten Sadu Gold. Like I legit did a tribute on the end of the tape, which is basically a 
I bit his beat. Like, if you listen to that beat, that's not, that's my beat, but it's his beat. But it's my beat. But it's his beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, you're like, that, that's the thing I really like. You're so unapologetic and honest. Like, it's just so refreshing. And because, like, even how you're talking about it, like, so many people would, like, be so insecure about talking about the music like like that but also like i'll i won't let you say that it isn't like a, a blood blixing beat though like i know you're saying it's your inspiration but for me like when i listen to that i don't i hear like with all producers i'm like oh it reminds me of this like i'm sure it did for you too but your style is very fucking one of a kind which is kind of interesting because you you do definitely ins- get inspired by others i get inspired by a lot of music a lot of my music is inspired by other rappers, like like some of my beats was Kanye, you know what I'm saying? Um, I got inspired by D'Angelo, because um, he's a producer, and I, yeah. his beats was sounding. Um, um, one thing I noticed when I make beats, like my beats was really, they used to sound computer, you know what I'm saying? Like the drums used to be like, boom, boom, doom, doom, and I ain't like that shit, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. I was listening to a lot of D'Angelo and I heard his and like his beats was like live. So I wanted to make my beat sound live and which why they do now, like they have like a a lot of reverb on them. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it's loud as shit. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> my beats is real loud. That's a distinct thing about me. I just like loud music. Another thing I learned from like um Dr. Dre, like I learned that he plays his music like very, very, very loud. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, so like, because if it, if you could play your music loud and it sounds good, just imagine it turned down. It's going to sound better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's why I like making my beats loud. Yeah, there's like, there's some songs on Red October. Uh, I think, is it Goof Killer? The one that has like an insanely, like, eerie, like... Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a synth. I don't know. It's like super high pitched though. It's like high frequency. Like oh yeah, Blue Filler Part Two. Yeah, that Yo, shit is literally. The... I can't listen to that. Not like eighty percent of the volume up. Like it's fucking. Um, but that beat is legitimate. I was like, wow, yeah. wow. That is the. If I, I'll probably send you the sample. That sample was the um. The the beat the sample is the craziest shit you'll ever listen to. Cause like when I was listening to it, it was hurting my ears, and I was like, "I'm gonna chop this up. This is gonna be some great music right here. It's gonna just gonna be a bunch of noise, mm-hmm. but they are gonna like it though. But it's just a bunch of noise. Oh you know man, what I'm man so it's, I'm like, it's so ill, yeah. And like even the thing you're saying about like back to like being inspired, like I would say it's actually listening to Butte Beer the way you like said. Obviously, it was Al Davino type beats you're the reason why I've like really started to fuck with Al Davino music, like on another level. Like I liked him then, but I think in the last two months, I actually think that's probably why I've been just going so hard on listening to his music because I was like, these are Al Davino type beats. Like, am I missing something Al Davino? Like I liked it, but I didn't, I never saw what's so special. Now I'm like, wow, I fuck with Al Davino a lot, a lot. Al Davino, like I didn't like his beats at first. You know what I'm saying? They were like weird, weird. And I think once I heard Secrets, that's when I was like, yo, this is like fire. Then I started hearing more production from him after Secrets. And I'm like, yo, all hit, like everything after Secrets, I think probably some beats before Secrets, but everything after Secrets was like fire. Like like the Slang Lord beat that I sent you, bro, that shit fucking, I play that shit like, like, like once a week, at least, at least once a week, I gotta put that shit on, bro. That song fucking fire, and yeah, and um, what's that album called with um Raheem Supreme, the um uh Splash, Splash. Bandicoot? Yeah, that's yeah, dope. yeah, yeah, that's dope, really yeah, dope. Like if, so, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real. Um, Pimptastic Voice was inspired by that album. You know what I'm saying? By Splash? <laughs> yeah, because uh. I can see that. Else. There's a lot of like yeah. horns and like, yeah, I can see that. It's like a really like a, I don't know the right word. It's not aggressive. It's just like super, like the music is really like makes an impression on you. Like it's really loud and like in your face kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that album. Yeah. 
Um, so you're saying your music is like really loud. And I definitely say that like, if I characterize your music to someone, it's like abrasive at times, grimy as fuck, but super loud. Uh, what do you think makes your sound so special? I never thought about that. Um, I don't know. I just know my beats is fire. Um, my rhyme sometimes is fired and my features is always hitting. And um, I think that's pretty much it. It's really simple. Like, what did Fonte say? You just need dope beats and dope rhymes and mm-hmm. maybe a good song concept here and there. You know what I'm saying? You don't need much in hip hop, bro. You just need good beats, good rhymes, and know what to do. And And like, not rinse and repeat, but sometimes change it up. You know what I'm saying? Do mm-hmm. something different, have different album themes and all that shit. But uh, I think that's pretty much it. It's just dope beats and dope rhymes, man. That's, mm-hmm. that's all That's all what people want. Yeah, you yeah. And you're talking about uh, different themes, switching it up. Your your latest album, the first R&B Gangsta Edition record, yeah. which certainly saw you show a lot of versatility as a producer, experimented with different sounds on there. What made you go in this direction? Have you always liked R&B growing up? And, and why'd you want to Yo, go this way? I've been trying to make an R&B tape since like I first started making beats. Like that's like 2014, 16. And I'm gonna be a hundred with you. Two of those beats on that tape were from 2016, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I've, I've been saving beats for like the perfect time that I'm like, yo, when I make an R&B album, I'm giving them these beats. You know what I'm saying? So I had beats already ready for an R&B tape I already had in my head. Majority of those beats is from that. And I why I worked for um, Newbie Jazz was because I hit, um, they hit me up talking about, hey, if you ever need an R&B artist, we ready. And I'm like, Okay, I took into consideration and Pray for Blood came out. I'm like, okay, and I I, I was like, I right, let me tap in. I listen, some fire. So I'm like, hold up, I got an RB artist right here. Let me bust my artistic nut real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me, let me, let me do what I always wanted to do is make an RB album, and not only that, making an RB gangster edition because it's just mm-hmm. like a, a juxtapose you know what i'm saying it's like yeah totally. totally like you hear blood money saying gangster edition bitch and then she starts singing you know what i'm saying it's just it's kind of funny but it's like still interesting to listen to yeah and like uh when you when you finally unveiled the r&b uh gangster edition i saw who the artist was i was like okay who is this i don't recognize the name but then i realized i kind of did because I feel like you shared it on Twitter or something. Um, I don't know what the record was called. Was it like Planet Jazz or something? She like like the re- Hoobie Jazz's record. She had one anyway that I remember listening to. And I remember liking it. So I was like, oh, I recognize some of this. I don't know why. And then when I heard it, it was really dope. Um, what was the? She had an album up there. I don't know. I think she took it down. But oh, okay, because yeah. I think you like shared the band camp link and I checked it out because you were like, oh, this is dope. And basically, that was it. Um, how was it working with her? Like, uh, you guys have a lot of chemistry, man. Like, it was straightforward. I sent the beats, they said send the missiles, and I just sent the beats. You know what I'm saying? I sent the beats. Um, um, I'm gonna be real, she declined one beat. You know what I'm saying? I was like, it hurt, you know what I'm saying? Not many people decline beats, but she declined one beat out of the the ten. She declined one. That's that's, that's cool. But um, it was real easy. I sent the beats. She told me be patient. I'm like, I bet. She sent back the vocals. I mixed it, mastered it. So that was really simple, man. It was real easy. That's how I liked it. Yeah, I think I think Ruby Jazz did an amazing job. It was the, the juxtaposition is perfect because it was so her voice is so soft and like and like cute. And then all the gangster edition, all the hard beats, even though like you did add a lot of other elements, it still had like the blood blixing grit yeah. to it. So it was it was really dope. It was really track dope. two is like 
track one and track two always on repeat. Like mm-hmm. I love those. I love those um them songs. Shout out to Man's Them too. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, dope first on that. Um yeah. where do you see your sound evolving? Do you think you're gonna go into the R and B world again? Or that was just a, a one time thing? Never, man. Um I got uh an artist I'm working with called um her name is Corin. And um we have like a uh, R B track that shit Fuego. You know what I'm saying? It's ready to go. That shit five, you heard? Mm-hmm. So other than that, um, pretty much just rap. But I, what I really want to do, I really want to get into like live instrumentation, man. Like, hmm. I want to like be like the producer of like live shit, cause like that, that's my next thing. I want to be on my Tyler shit and start using like live shit, cause that's I love sampling, but sampling is like cool, but it's also limited. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When you're limited to the sample. You know what I'm saying? What well, if the sample don't have these certain strings or chords to make it do this? But even though you can make the sample do that, but I'm, like I told you, I'm impatient. So I'm about to just sit there and, you know, <laughs> like I'm going to try to make the perfect beat, but I ain't about to sit there for 30 minutes on one beat because that's sometimes, if I know it's going to have a huge payoff, but if the beat ain't made within like 15, 20 minutes, Damn. and then I can, like, Sometimes it's quicker than that, but if the beat ain't made in like 15, 20 minutes, that's how I like it. I like making the beat in the base of the beat. Then I'll probably go back over time and be like, oh, I could tweak this. I could add this drum. I can, oh, I could add this sound effect here. And then, you know what I'm saying? After the beat, after I made the beat. So I like to just, just keep making beats so my brain ain't like yo you've been sitting on this beat for 30 minutes bro i don't want to do this no more you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and um and that's how i work just real quick yeah man um i want to move to your rapping now so hey. i feel like you have a pretty one-of-a-kind rapping style as well that i'll admit was off-putting at first and, and the main reason i say that is because it's like you don't seem to care about keeping the breaths and like the imperfections in your vocals. Unlike most rappers always want to like take all of those little things out, but I feel now I fucking love it. And I feel like it, and I want to ask you, like, do you feel like it adds a certain sense of character or like uniqueness to your verse? Is that why you like to keep that stuff in? I'm gonna be honest with you. It's called lazy mastering and mixing. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want to sit like I told you, I'm in yeah. so I don't want to sit there and take out every single breath. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm mastering this whole shit. I'm gonna take out the beginning and I'm gonna take out the end. And I'm just keep everything. Unless it's like a big gap, I don't take it out. But if it's like a little gap, you're gonna hear me, you're gonna hear yeah. me breathing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's lazy mixing and mastering. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be honest with that one. But it gets the job done. You know what I mean? So that's all that matters to me. I haven't heard one complaint. You know what I mean? It's so. like the the Makahami effect, too. Um, I think it was another podcast. might be like Zilla Rocco who mentioned that. or On that call-out culture podcast, they were talking about mock. And they were saying, like, they don't necessarily always love a mock verse, but there's something about it where you genuinely have no idea where it's going to go. Like you don't, you genuinely are on your toes. Like, what's he going to do with this verse? And I feel like that's super similar with you. Like, no matter what the song is, I don't know how, what flow you're going to have. You might just kind of just like break up the structure of a verse for a second. And it's, it's really nice, man. I really like that. Yeah. When I make verses, I just go where the beat takes me. You know what I'm saying? So the beat telling me to just wing it and just say whatever, because I'll be listening to me sometimes and, I'm going to be real. Sometimes I'll be saying stuff, but sometimes I don't be saying shit. You know what I mean? So, like, like I was listening to Goof Killer Part 2, and I was like, I didn't really say anything in my verse. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to my one of my shorties last night, and I was like, yo, man's them killed it. Blood Money killed it. Like, they had them, the verses, similes. Like, um, like what did, what did man's them say? Uh, I'm going to uh, cut rappers in half like I'm due for Randall Cox. Yeah, I love that. I love that movie. But like, I was like, all right. Then you hear my verse. I'm like, I I I don't even remember my verse like that. Cause like, 
I ain't really saying anything. But I love the song, though. I love the song, man. You know what I'm saying? I love that. But, now, Goo Killer Part 1, I I killed that shit. You You did. You did. We all did. did, You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. And, you know, there's a... There's, like... I find there's, like, a self-awareness and tongue-in-cheek nature to your music that I I find really, really dope. I I really like that kind of humor. And and I find it sometimes shifts my focus away from just how dark the beats and especially some of these rhymes are like, I think it's the album fortune favors the bull, which I want to get to in more depth later that some of these lyrics, I was just like, God damn, how did I not catch that? I was like, this is, Ooh, like it just hits you like really hard. But I find, like I said, some of the, some of the humor kind of like distracts me or just like catches my attention first. So like, how do you, how did you develop this sense of humor? And like, why do you like mixing these lighter vibes and this kind of tongue in cheek stuff with the most more serious and dark content you have in your music? What do you mean by that? Like, why do you like to mix like the, the humor and the light stuff sometimes in your verses with like, like juxtapose again with just like really hard, dark, gritty content? Oh, so so my dark beats and i'm on there like saying some funny shit or something like that yeah or even even the same verse sometimes you'll say like a super hard thing in like a really funny way or i'm just like i don't even know what to feel about that and i love that i love that personally oh yeah like on um um give me my roses part three with slayton um and i was like fourth quarter she receiving the dick you know what i'm saying <laughs> so like, that is, that's that's exactly what i'm having in mind yeah so I, I don't know like i wrote that verse shout out to slayton best friend you know what i'm saying he wanted the goats i really really like him he, he wanted the goats but i wrote that verse chilling with him and when I, and you heard the song like we laughing like that's every every session so i was just in there just writing verses and then i'm like i was i think football was on at the time i think it was around the super bowl and shit and i, I always loved al harris and um on green bay and shit and um i was just thinking about football and i was like fourth quarter she was receiving the dick like you know what i'm saying like it's just i just like because i like actually i watched a lot of battle rap and i love battle rap so i approach rapping almost like battle rap but it's not you know what i'm saying and every time i write it's like i'm freestyling in my head but it's going on the paper you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so that's why sometimes you'll hear me say a line a second time because i'm i'm essentially freestyling but i'm but it's on paper if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah, i yeah, think that's everybody that. but um uh like people like like when I listen to Ka, like he like I I I know he takes like like every line, every word and syllable serious. And like I'm the total opposite of that. <laughs> like I don't care. I'm gonna say whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? I love rapping. Like rapping was my first love, then like producing came along. But rapping, I try to make sure it's congruent, like it's still hard. Mm-hmm. But um, I just love rapping. I don't want shit to be like mad serious all the time. Plus, I used to listen to Lil Wayne, and Lil Wayne, his music ain't always serious. Yeah, you know definitely, what I'm saying? Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? So. Get to the dollar. I attract the old ladies like a mouse trap. Cougar purring like a house cat. She a nine. Last one was a seven. What a way to bounce back. Yeah, and, and speaking of keeping things, you know, light, I feel like there's a common connection between you and $2 Will, who's quite, quite easily, yeah, quite easily the funniest rapper I've ever heard by a long yeah, he's long he's time. like the the underground weird al yankovic you know <laughs> so except, like... <laughs> except he can fucking rap man like and his his oh, yeah. his pen is getting dangerously good these days and the album that 
I've been playing it. I swear, I think this is probably my most played album. Is Butte Beer of this year? It's just so entertaining. Like, why do you like it? Why what? do you like it so much? Why do you like? I it just so think. Much? I just think. Two dollar wrote those beats. Also, the features, the couple of features that are on there were were just really prime. But I just think two dollar wrote that wrote those beats like so so goddamn well. And these I think are my favorite beats from you in that like Aldovino type strain. Just complete. That madness. was mad confused. I was like, he's really loving this shit. I was like, in my head, I'm just like, why? Like I I love the album. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like. Yeah. This man loved this album. You know, man, I, mean? I love <laughs> this album, man. I fucking love so, this album. It's like it's just such a nice album to put on. And like I said, it's like like you said, it's like you get really funny lyricism from two dollar, but it's just the beats are so like ridiculously good. Like I don't even know what to say. It's like psychedelic, blissful, and just like mad hard too. Like some of those beats are just like nuts. Like I was playing the vinyl, 10, bro. I was playing, yeah, in track 10. Like you, I don't know if you told me that like after I'd listened to, but you were, or maybe when you were promoting the album, you're like, "Yo, track ten's like the best beat I made." I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind." And I was like, wow. "Track ten, bro. That shit is madness." That's the one I always play when I show people. I was like, "Yo, play this song, play this song." I think it's the eight oh eight that randomly comes in. And, yes, uh, it's that. It's that. It's that. <laughs> it's like ah, boom. And I'm just like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it made me laugh, but it was like so fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I, with the way um, Two Dollar wrote that shit, I was playing that shit yesterday. I'm like, yo, I played the whole thing front to back. I'm like, yo, this is a great album, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, Iceberg killed it. Um, I think he had Buddha on one of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Track, track five. New groove like Cusco. Yeah, that shit fire, son. No cap, like I fuck with that shit heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what what what's your relationship with Will? Why do you think your your chemistry made Bupier so great? Because he works fast, bro. So, yeah. <laughs> that's the main. That's number that's one. like that's like, your thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like people that that they with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, other than that, um. He just he's just real supportive, you know what I'm saying? He's always showing love, you know what I'm saying? And I fuck with that heavy, you know what I'm saying? So um and I, I found out he told me he was one of the people that um that was mad I copied mop. And then then he found out like, yo, his music actually kind of fire, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, like damn, I can't really hate no more because like the songs is hard, you know what I'm saying? He might have copied my favorite rapper, but like the songs aspire, but other than that, two dollar just one, he'd be spitting. Two, he, he works fast and he's always showing love. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just that just gravitates people towards you. When you're always showing people love, that makes people want to work with you. You know, I mean? yeah, totally. Totally. And Bupier was part of this long running gangsta edition series that we've we've mentioned now multiple times. What's the yes, reasoning sir. behind adopting the gangsta sound effects and making this series overall? Okay. So it started off because I wanted to do a dump god edition. And I asked Fahim, and in other words, he said no. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make my own edition. And um I love gangsta grills. So I'm like, I'm gonna make a gangster edition. So uh, that's when I started on my first tape, my first like real tape released to the world, um, was a gangster edition. So I'm like, yo, I'm just running with this. This is mine. Stamp, going with it. Um, with the gangster sound effects, that didn't come in until um, gangster, gangster, um, Blixie edition. Yeah, that was like. I was just like, hold up. I'm like, I've always loved Gangsta Grills. I'm like, this album will be like, like I'm going to hit the trolls like so hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hit that. I'm going to smash that troll button and just put gangsta sound effects throughout the album because it's just, it's just funny. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I was just like, let me find the sound effects. I had to dig deep in the, in the um, shit. And that's what I did. And I was like, you know what? 
I should do this for the rest of the tapes because like I always loved the Gangsta Grill albums. Like I still listen to those albums today. I don't know. It's just something about hearing a rapper say a line and then the gangster come after like, yo, is that line really that hard? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe, but like, so, and all my gangsters, they're like strategically placed. They're strategically like, placed, yeah. I know you so, mentioned that Link Loan project. You're like, you added the, uh, you added the the gangster sound effects uh, on the second, yeah, like on a different iteration. Yeah, because um, on the first one, he wanted to do a tape. I'm like, make it a gangster edition. But I wasn't really like that deep into making it like with my sound effects yet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Until this year. So I was like, let me make a, and I'm up like, yo, let me redo it and use my sound effects. And he said, bet. So that's what happened with that. But um, I just hope DJ Drama don't find out. You know, <laughs> in DCMA, my ass. You know, oh uh, no, we're not, we're not gonna let that happen. But I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, no man. Speaking of Link, then that uh, that decibels project is like crack. Is crack. That's actually that's actually the first tape with um Al Davino beats. I'm gonna be honest. That's the, that's the first one. It doesn't uh, have like the the effect effect, but like we was working on. Um, um, spirits are high, but I was like, "Yo, I got some beats that I'm never gonna use. What if I just like sped them up?" <laughs> and he was like, "All right." And I, we was on Facetime. I sped them up. We rapped on Facetime, like, and all that shit, you know. And it was just like that. It was done. He was like, "I'm gonna release this after I release Spirits is High," and I was like, "Bet." And that was like the first Aldovino type beats right there. I just made them fast because all his beats are like, was like fast. Yeah, you know weird, weird timing. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that one's so good. That one is so good. I yeah, think I, I was actually too. just listening to that around the time Duke Beer came out. It's funny how that kind of links, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> Link. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was not on purpose. That was not on purpose. That was not on purpose, honestly. So, you know, you obviously have a hugely prolific catalog. What would be the album or albums you'd recommend to someone who isn't familiar with your work if they haven't heard of you before? Well, of course, my my first one, um, Street Life Gangster Edition. And because um, that's my first one. Everybody loves that one. I don't know why. Every time it gets posted on YouTube, it just gets a bunch of views. It's like nostalgic now. Hmm. Um, I'll guess that one. Of course, Gangsta Gangsta, Blixie Edition, and any of my recent stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's some of that stuff is like, or like, if you're saying like an essential album, it's probably the Hoobie Jazz joint, maybe one of the AKM, Fortune Favors the Bold, or Red October, one of those three. Gangsta Gangsta, Blixie Edition, and um, Street Life Gangsta Edition. If you want to show somebody my music, mm-hmm. I, I would recommend one of those albums because I, I, I wouldn't say radio friendly, but it's like a friendly album. You know yeah. yeah. I definitely like those names. I think those are good. That's what I would probably go for, honestly. Um, and you mentioned one of them that I want to get into a bit more. So... Fortune favors the bold is probably my favorite solo of yours. And I've been like recently, like just like extremely into it. Could you walk me through the process recording that? And like, how do you feel it turned out? You, I clearly sounds like you think it's special too. Yeah. Um, I just got off of AKM. Um, I had some like fire beats. Um, Slayton was sliding through. I think I just started working with man's dim and link. And um, I had some beats. They were like out of this world. So I was like, let's just drop a whole nother tape. And Fortune Favors the Bold is like, well, my last name um, stands like, that's what it means. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So that's so that's why I named it that. But my approach to it was like, I'm gonna make it like semi-personal because I don't really do personal, but since it's, like, about my last name, and I'm going to make it, like, like a really hard tape, you know what I'm saying, from track one 
to track 10. I want every beat to just bleed your ears out. You know what I'm saying? And like from Project Babies, um, Give Me My Roses Part 3, um, Stanza and Metabolism, that song <laughs> is, uh, 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 what's it called? It's that, that song with Mock and um, Crime Apple, um, Bacalao and Provisions. Is that, on, that. Um, is that on uh, Gangmeister? Dumpmeister. Dumpmeister, yeah. Dumpmeister, yeah. Yeah. Listen to that track and listen to mine. It's like the same track. But uh, <laughs> I, I found out the sample to that um, shit was on a 60s, um, 60s Spider-Man sample. Mm. And mine is a 60s Spider-Man sample. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, fuck it. I'm a, I like the beat. So I'm, let me make something like the beat, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And the whole tape just it just came together well. I was trying to get other rappers on it. But like I said, I like speed. And um, and Manzan was receiving that speed, you know what I'm saying? Blood money at the time. He was doing the same thing and same with Slayton because he was just coming through with just lay down verses. And that's pretty much how it was made. I was just having fun and um trying to um make some some little more personal music you know what i'm saying yeah i think especially on star star of david too that that one with ice holy shit that one i i do think i definitely got that it was a bit more personal for sure i or quite a bit more personal honestly yeah and i think the features too those are probably like that and Red October probably have like the best set of features that you got on a project, in my opinion. But Fortune Favors the Bold is just like, sometimes I'm not sure which one I like more, but then, because like Red October, like like that Goof Killer and then Def C's verse in terms of features, like on Red October is like <laughs> annihilation. Like, good Lord. Yo, that song came along because I remember a tweet of his from like, months ago and he was like if i make a beat like for the fam i'm definitely spitting on it and then like so i'm listening to for the fam and i was like is this a sample and i found the sample and i hit up depsy i'm like yo i remember your tweet from a couple Damn. months ago you trying to hop on this and he was like what tweet and i sent him the tweet and he's like man he's like all right bet i'm with it so and that's how that track came along yeah and that's crazy that's crazy yeah okay so you know you kind of hinted at it before sounds like you're gonna be slowing down the releases after you've been at like a a crazy pace recently but like what do you what do you have upcoming in the future what are some projects that people should be looking out for well i know um the one i sent you i'm kind of tight that that one um and uh I know for sure I'm making a um, Street Codes um, part three. And um, that's the one I'm pretty much like honing in on right now. And I'm gonna just take my time with that one. Just not rush it, you know what I'm saying? Just, and mostly what I'm doing now is just merch for everything I just dropped. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna start doing CDs, vinyls and all that jazz because i just got a lot of projects i'm like let me make more money off the projects you know what i'm saying that's what every artist should do Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so so you can give that album a second life you know what i'm saying so um that's pretty much what i'm doing is just merch 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 vinyls cds cassettes all that shit so people can have physical copies instead of some audio files in their phone you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying Especially if they love the project, people like owning shit. I know I like owning shit when I love something. So, yeah, even kind of even if it's an audio file, like I can't I can't deal with not owning the audio file. At least I need to buy it. I need to have it. Like I still use iTunes, man. I got I got like a fifty thousand song iTunes. It's it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I think this has been you know a great conversation. I think for anybody listening, blood blixing. And the music you're creating, the artists you collaborate with frequently. Like I'm I said with dispatches from the Cali Yuga Iceberg Theories album, it was like a gateway drug to like an entire 
new world of music and listening to your music is kind of like the other gateway drug because i've just been like bumping all of these artists that you collaborate with and obviously your music so much in 2021 and i can't appreciate and say how much i appreciate more your music that you've been making so like keep doing what you're doing i love it i love what you stand for and and uh yeah thanks for coming on good, good looks man aj swayze and i'm like the a and r just on the ground shit you know what i'm saying so I, i'll take that to the chin you know what yeah I'm saying? yeah all right man take care peace out thank you Money's in minutes, pull, swave decisions, top floor chilling. Got me feeling like krillin'. Avocado dreams, selling holes, dreams. Giving them the pipe, like between the seams. Weaving in between the lean. Shit, if you know what I mean. Cash crop, hazmat suits, the last. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at Rap Music Plug Pod. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace.